Just a quick little thing before we begin here. I, I want to apologize a little bit for the audio in this episode. It is a little bit echoey, and that's because we are recording in my apartment and not TJ's, and my apartment is echoey. Uh, the second, there's a little bit of a humming in the background. That's because we had a fan going. Uh, it was like 26 degrees the whole time. We didn't really want to die. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoy the episode with Lindsay. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a moderately mediocre mini. Uh, this is the first of our series of Richard's moderately mediocre friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am here today uh, with Lindsay. Lindsay. I'm Lindsay. Hello. Lindsay, Lindsay for, for those of you who don't know, Lindsay is a good friend of the podcast, friend of all, friend to... Mainly the cats of St. John. Mainly the cats of St. John. There is no bad cat in her eyes. All good cats. I love every single one. Even your aunt's cat that is mean to you and hisses when you come in. No, I love him on his own terms. I don't. He attacks me. (laughs) (laughs) Very rudely. All right. So you have prepared a little something. Maybe. Maybe. Because I want to run it by you. And it's going to be like... Uh, uh, just a hot run into this. That's exactly what we do here on the old Mediocre Podcast. So this is something I, I heard about yesterday. Oh. And it has been captivating me ever since. And a I thought, fresh topic. Maybe this would be a good thing to talk about. And, and then I have been sharing it throughout today. And I thought, maybe this is a terrible topic. But you've encouraged me just to go right ahead. If it's something that you... Yeah, let's just go right ahead. Tell me. Tell okay. me. Tell me now, your things. I, I may be butchering the pronunciation of this name. It's the Moderately Mediocre Podcast. I'm going to do a, a mediocre job of this pronunciation. Yes. This is the Dorde Martinovic incident. I've never heard of such a thing. Excellent. I can't wait. <laughs> so I'm going to take you back to May of 1985. 85. In Kosovo. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I have to crack open my ice-cold Seltzy because it's 25.5 degrees in my apartment. Grip it and rip it. What? Yeah, every time I open a can, I say grip it and rip it. That's fucked up. (laughs) Okay. Begin. So, May 1985, Kosovo. We are here with Serbian farmer Dorde Martinovic. Okay. Wait, so he's got an entire... This one dude has yes. an entire incident named after himself? Yes. Holy shit. He takes himself to the hospital to be <gasps> treated for injuries pertaining to the insertion of a bottle into his butt. Oh my god, I thought, I thought you were going to say... I thought it was going to be the dude who turned out to have a live lizard living in his arm. Oh god. All no, right. those are bad enough as they are. So... That's like TLC's like... The woman's head was bubbling, and in fact, it was an entire colony of bees. Ugh. Yeah. No, this isn't where we're going. Okay, we're, we're going somewhere almost worse. So, uh, this, <laughs> no. the Martinovic affair, as it became known... The affair! Uh, ...began because, <laughs> at the hospital, he said, Oh, this bottle that is in is in my ass and is broken because it's a glass bottle? Um, no. I didn't put it there. Because that, that would be, like, totally weird of me. Haha, <laughs> right? No. Um, I was attacked by two Albanian men. No. While I was working in the field. No. <laughs> this is just getting worse. Now, it's important to know at this time, I, yeah. 
the the political situation in Kosovo was incredibly tense. Sure. So he was interrogated by the Yugoslav People's Army <laughs> about this incident. They were like, <laughs> the Albanians? What they did? They did what to your butt? What what to your butt? Is that where the song comes from? It, it is. Oh. That's that's where the story is going. God. No. Apparently, he then reportedly admitted that he wasn't attacked and the the wounds had been self-inflicted because he had been trying to masturbate yep. with the glass bottle and as oh we all know God. don't do nothing hollow and you need a flared base <laughs> well a bottle sort of yeah it's hollow your sphincter's too strong you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so he then had to write a confession about this. Oh my god. That he had done it to himself, that he had set the beer bottle on a wooden stick on the ground and then sat on it and, I quote, enjoyed it, he had to admit. Did he go backwards? Did he go bottom bottle in? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a daring move. <laughs> Jesus. Now, it goes back and forth because then he was taken to a medical academy where the team said his injuries weren't consistent with a self-inflicted wound, which would mean that he would have had to have been attacked. They said it was more consistent that it had been suddenly, brutally inserted into his butt, as opposed to him, I don't know, easing himself onto it. What if he just jumped? Just jumped straight up in the air and dropped down, like a dead drop. I hate this. So the... Team then argued that it had to have been carried out by two or more individuals consistent with his original story. <laughs> now, he, he later recanted his confession and claimed that it had been forced out of him, which is a really funny way to put it. Oh my god. And that he had been promised that his children would receive employment if he confessed. But it goes on from there. There's a big but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This became a political incident. Oh my god. In what way? Because he had claimed that he had been attacked by two Albanians. Right, 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 right. With the story making it into the news, it was met with a whole flood of anti-Albanian statements in the Serbian press. I'm not going to lie. When you started this and said Alb, I thought you were going to say he was attacked by two albinos. Albinos. I was going to be like, that is... Wild. That's Anti- a wild story. Albino sentiments. <laughs> Jesus. The okay. discrimination against albinos is rampant. Now, the Yugoslav government had a taboo against all these subjects, and they really had downplayed kind of like the nationalism that was present in their own sure. country. So, with this case coming into the news and being covered so openly. It is argued that it led to the country's collapse in 1991. Just like the bottle. Just like the bottle. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. This incident led to the collapse of Of Yugoslavia? Yugoslavia? Yes. No way. That is what is argued because the reactions became so intense between all parties involved, between... The, the Serbs and between the Albanians and this just served to like stoke the flames. Oh my god. And curiously like the kind of the best part of it is apparently they're uh, kind of in like the social uh, cultural language of the, the Serb nation in Kosovo. Sure. Uh, there was often a lot of reference to impalement. 
Impalement. Uh, impalement on a stake. Not a stick. Like, the, it was a motif for I, that. I know. Oh, yeah. But impalement by beer bottle became a metaphor no. for five centuries of real but also mythical Turkish acts of impalement. Oh, my God. And therefore, it represented the horrors of Turkish oppression. <laughs> this, this man <laughs> came to represent, like, uh, he became a martyr. <laughs> This, this is the wildest thing we ever had on this podcast. Yeah. So then, in, in the eyes of, of all these people, the Albanians became representative of, of these Turks in, in the consciousness of the Serbian masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, like, twisting so many things together when, in fact, it was this one poor man who probably just, like... Sat on a bottle. He probably just tried to get off using a beer bottle, and it all went wrong... And then day after day, he's like, the country is dissolving around me. <laughs> I, I didn't have to do this. I could have I just stayed in my room and, and used my hand, but I didn't. I went out in the field with a beer bottle. Oh, my God. <laughs> this so, is insane. How is that? Is that an appropriate topic? I, I now see why you were concerned. <laughs> um... I'm going to say yes. This this podcast is marked explicit. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because if you didn't like it, it'd be really hard to take it back now. Well, you, you, you yeah. just have to do like a hard cut, and then we'd come back, and you'd be like, "Oh well, guys, that was pretty crazy." That would be hilarious to do, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Coming in hot off the butt end of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not at all sorry. <laughs> Uh, I have something that is uh, pretty much completely different. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about the mysterious cases of... You ready? Yes. Spontaneous human combustion. I was hoping you'd say that. Hell yeah. Uh, so the concept of combustion of a living thing... Uh, that's what spontaneous human combustion is, <laughs> if you couldn't guess... Uh, meaning that the victim ignites from the inside out. Uh, so, so this is like, I'm sure you've heard of it before. Combustion? You, yes. You, you spontaneous human combustion. Naturally. Okay, yes, of course. Uh, for those of you listening that don't know, uh, it's a weird situation where people literally just light on fire. And they burn from the inside out. It's pretty, pretty horrific. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty rad. It's, it's a hot topic, you know? <laughs> Do you mind, Car? Sorry, folks, there's a car out there just trying to prove a point. And he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. All right. Um, the occurrence of spontaneous human combustion is so rare that only, like, there's only hypothesis, hypotheses, 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 hypothesis, hypothesis, thank you, uh, regarding potential causes exists. In addition, uh, the rarity of cases, like, in addition to the rarity of the cases, because there's so few, mm -hmm. uh, it's never been scientifically observed actively. Okay. Um, and there seems to be no means of detecting it before it happens. So, like, it just kind of... So I feel like you're going to tell me it has happened, but we've never scientifically seen it. It has happened, and we've never scientifically seen it. Okay. You've, you've read the words right out of my book. <laughs> <laughs> um, both the idea and the term were coined by uh, Paul Raleigh? Rolly? R-O-L-L-I? I'm going to call him Rolly. <laughs> Our good friend Rolly. Our good friend Paul Rolly, uh, in an article concerning the death of Cornelia Zangari Bondi in 1746. So that's the first occurrence that we see of this, and 
1746. Uh, so the bizarre case of Countess Cornelia Zangari Bandi begins in Italy. Naturally, it wouldn't be someone with like a really normal, regular, like common name who sets... Well, what if that's a regular common name in Italy? You're right. I shouldn't assume. Yeah, don't assume. But, you know, it's not like... Who do you think you are? It's not the John Smith of Italy Lindsay? who gets set... It's true. It's true. <laughs> and I shouldn't keep saying set on fire. They combust. They combust. They become the fire. Mm. Um, so, I've gotten my notes. <laughs> the bizarre case of Countess Cornelia Zangari Bandi begins in Italy, but this isn't about her. <laughs> So instead, I'll just talk about what happened. Or as you might say, I'll discuss the hot topic, which I've already said. <laughs> oh, God, this is a nightmare. Okay, 1745. A maid entered the Countess's room to find soot, a pile of ashes, Countess Bondi's lower legs from the knees down, three fingers, and the front of her skull. Oh my god. Uh, notedly, the floor was covered in a gross, slimy grime, likely from the burning of body fats. Someone, Someone's cooking barbecue. <laughs> it's that <laughs> long I, pig. And I said, oh lord Jesus, there's a fire. <laughs> um, so, like, to emphasize the rarity of the event, uh, that's the end of that story. Uh, so no one had any way of knowing... My question being, how are they sure she wasn't set on fire by somebody? So, okay, I will get into it a tiny bit because the really, really strange thing about spontaneous human combustion is that, like I said, there was little bits of her left. Yeah. If it was like her being set on fire by somebody, oh. there would be bones, there would be tissue, there would be stuff left. But this is literally like... She burst. She burst into pretty flames. much. Into flames. Um, there's cases that have been documented where like... They've been able to tell how high the temperature got, and it gets up to... I don't know if I have this in my notes here. Gets real fucking hot. <laughs> uh, but, like, foolish amounts of heat mm. centralized where the person was. Okay. Um, but then, like, a hand will be left behind that is not burnt at all. That which, is which, weird. Which is really weird, yeah. Um, so yeah, to emphasize the rarity of spontaneous human combustion, it happened, like, in 300 years, there have only been around, I think that's 200, it might be 280 <laughs> reported cases of spontaneous human which combustion. sounds like you're saying one per year on average. It's kind of one per year. <laughs> Unless it's 200, in which case, not Less. at all. I'm pretty sure it's 200. My O's look a little like 8s, but my 8s don't look anything like zeros. so, <laughs> sorry guys. Um... So, yeah, mo most of them have several commonalities. Uh, <laughs> most victims are chronic alcoholics. Better watch out, St. John. Uh, they're often elderly women aged 60 to 80. Better watch out, St. John. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a threat. Hands and feet usually fall off slash are left behind. Oh, my God. Uh, the fire causes very, very little damage, like I was saying, to surrounding objects or the building. There's a child just yelling outside. I'm going to close the windows. Hang on. Uh, and the combustion leaves a greasy residue and offensive smell. Uh, now, if you don't mind, as I've claimed, I need to grip it and rip it. Uh, which you almost did neither of. I tried so hard and I fumbled it. I fumbled it at the, I don't know my sports, the 100-yard line? Is that, sure. is that good? 
I don't know why you're looking at me like I know sports. I do do the, the, the sports. I, and things. I sport so hard. I sport so hard. Okay. Um, so moving on, uh, there is a heavy debate over the causes of spontaneous human combustion. Mm-hmm. Many believe that it is caused by a source of external flame, such as like a cigarette or a lamp or some other flame, uh, giving rise to the quick effect. Uh, so they had turned themselves kind of into a They kind of turned themselves into a, to a, to a candle, a combustible yeah. object, if you will. Uh, the Wick Effect states that a small external flame source catches clothing on fire, uh, which in turn sears and cracks the skin on a specific point, uh, resulting in subcutaneous. Sub, subcutaneous. Sub, what? Subcutaneous. Wow. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> subcutaneous fats to be released through the cracks, uh, thus increasing the intensity of the flame. Uh, <laughs> So, I don't, I don't know what this part means, but uh, this theory has been proved on obese pigs. Oh, <laughs> now... Anyone want some pork belly? I will say... Why, why do you know what that word is? Oh, you know... Sports? I worry about you, you Lindsay. You're going to worry a lot with this next part, too. Oh, the the no. reason they would test it on pigs is... Because the flesh of pigs... Oh, no, I know that. Yeah. That's, that's why I eat pork. Uh, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I'm teasing, <laughs> I'm the teasing. closest thing to human flesh. It is. Uh, I remember on Forge and Fire, is that the one where they make swords? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were chopping pigs in half. Now, the closest thing to a human brain is a specific breed of cattle, a young calf. Why do you know these things? Oh, and this, the closest thing to human hips Don't are... Don't owe me! Why do you know these things? Ostriches are the closest thing to human hips. Is that why Is that why ostriches are so attracted to humans? Oh, yeah. They are big, like, booty guys. And, and what I'm really saying is we could create the perfect human body facsimile chimera if if we wanted to. I hate that. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Back to spontaneous <laughs> human combustion. Ah. <laughs> um... So, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so much. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, so, some state that it's simply a form of self-immolation suicide. Oh. Uh, but record, ca- like, recorded cases result in literally... Wow, sorry, let me restate that. Uh, self-immolation is recorded as being 1% of all suicides. Uh, specifically because it's so fucking painful. Of course. Not a good time. Uh, another theory is that it could simply be the overproduction of pyrophoric acid and diphosphate. Perfectly mediocre. Fuck, oh, dude, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> what are these words? Dipho- that looks like diphosphate. Yeah, I think. I that think looks right. like pyrophoric. 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 Sure. Uh... Gases in the gut resulting in increased levels of methane, which could explain oh. the witnessed blue flames from some cases that uh, some people said they witnessed spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. And like to be entirely honest, I wouldn't be surprised if it was gases burn. Yeah. And it does like methane does burn blue. Uh, alternative theories delve into the unknown. Uh, some re- ghosts. Well, not quite. Uh, in regards to a new subatomic particle known as. It sounds fucking badass. Pyrotron. Fuck yeah. Uh, which could potentially be triggered by extreme stress, uh, along with a highly elevated blood alcohol level in the body. Um, 
So when you said the unknown, you just meant things we don't quite know yet, not yeah. not ghosts. Have you watched the anime? Wow, is it? Why am I forgetting the name? They're firefighters. Uh... Is there an anime about firefighters? Yeah, but it's like anime firefighters, oh. and they're like fighting demons that turn into. I don't think so. Okay. I'm not surprised. Why can't I think of the name of it? There's an anime for everything. There is. It's a great anime. If anyone knows the name, uh, don't at me. Please do at me. Follow, <laughs> follow, follow us on Instagram at Moderately Mediocre Podcast. Anyway, uh, so others have suggested that now we are getting into the woo, uh, that it could be a poltergeist. Amazing. Ghosts. Uh, which all. fully consumes the victim's life force, which is supplied by Oh. So, like, I guess consuming someone's full life force results in igniting? And the small explosion. It's, everyone knows this in the ghost hunting circles. Of course. Naturally. Are you in one of those? Do you want to go ghost hunting? I've been told there are many ghosts. Have you been ghost hunting? I haven't been ghost hunting. Not to take away from your tangent. You want to go ghost hunting? <laughs> <laughs> so, I work at the Imperial Theater. Yep. And now everyone can pinpoint exactly who I am. But Uh-oh. there are supposedly many ghosts haunting the theater. I feel like every theater has ghosts yes. of some kind. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, they're, they're, they're chock-a-block, and then they're always wearing black. They're always but wearing black. Well, why? We have a ghost that is well-deserved, because it is the ghost of our original general manager, Walter Golding. What led to him becoming a ghost? I think he actually just died of natural causes. Oh, okay. But the reason why it makes sense, because like, if you think of all of the people out there who die in all sorts of places, like why would you haunt that uh, crosswalk instead of hanging out in your own house? Because it's where you died. It's an imprint on reality, okay, bro. Okay. Walter Golding not only ran the theater, but he lived there. Okay, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. There originally was not a balcony up top on the second floor. It was his apartment. I feel like I knew that. I, was, I, I, th- I think I knew that it was an apartment. Yes. I feel like you've told me that before. Uh, so he likely you know, died in his own bed or something. And of course he would want to imprint upon his home and his workplace that he's he cared just, about so he's much. He's just chilling. He's just vibing. Yeah. Now, I've never seen him, but many of my coworkers have seen him. Like, they see him frequently. Huh. And he's not malevolent. He just kind of lingers. That lingering, regardless, feels yeah. malevolent somehow. Now, since maybe, like, 2020, there has been a sweet ghost hunter who's been trying to get to the theater. <laughs> and I hate to say this, but I've been ghosting him. Oh. He keeps emailing and COVID. Is, is, it, is it a big time? Well, it's like COVID's going on. Is it like Zach Baggins? No, <laughs> no, he's just like a local ghost hunter. And he's you should get nothing. Zach Baggins out here. I should get a whole team of ghost hunters, and then Maestro Fresh West can host a reality show yeah. about ghost hunting the Imperial. And then we can, they can promote our podcast. And they can promote, and, and will be the official podcast. Yes. But this man really wants to hunt ghosts in the theater, and COVID keeps. Coming up and making it a very inopportune time to have strangers in and among spaces. But then also, like... We also cannot give the ghost COVID. Yeah, that would be terrible. We, ghost COVID is a real problem. Govid. Govid. Oh, so, I, I really ought to get back to him because though I am not... 
I don't want to say I'm not a ghost believer, but I've never had a ghostly encounter. I'm very enthusiastic about the idea of it. I like it. And were he to find Walter Golding's ghost, or apparently there's a ghost of a woman in black and or white, and apparently some ghosts of children, uh, I think that'd be pretty rad. Why are there so many damn ghosts? Yeah. Well, the other supposed story is... uh, there's a, another little hallway that had been built onto the theater that originally was just an alleyway. So I think people died in there. Like in the a, alley? Yeah, like a Damn. real Batman's parents thing. So maybe we've got a couple ghosts from that. Perhaps you're haunted by Batman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bringing it back. That was fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. I am going to bring it back because I have one point left. <laughs> oh, look what I've done. No, but it, it's totally different. I like going off on supernatural tangents. Um so this is the final point. Yes. And this one is actually kind of a plausible idea. Okay. Idea. Conspiracy. <laughs> uh, theory. That's the word I was looking for. This is a plausible theory. Uh, and it's due to ball lightning. Oh. Uh, if anyone knows what ball lightning is, it is another very rare phenomena. Um that being said, in ball lightning incidents, the victims' bodies are often entirely reduced to ash, uh-huh. uh, while the limbs of these ones typically fall off. Um, ball lightning, for those who do not know, is literally like this weird ball of slow-moving lightning that is like ridiculous temperatures and voltage and stuff like that. I don't know that it's ever been caught on camera. But if you go look it up, don't at me. Actually, please do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hit yeah. me up with your favorite anime about ball lightning yeah, and hit. your documented firefighters. If you can find an anime about, I'm not talking about where it's in it. I mean an anime about ball lightning. Uh, I'll I'll be very impressed. <laughs> I make no promises. I make no promises. And I guess with that, that will be an end to our quick little moderately mediocre mini with Lindsay. Quickly, Richard, do your famous sign-off. Uh, thanks for coming, folks. You're welcome. <laughs> goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>